This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader this station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. This is Sid and Friends in the Morning. 77 WABC. I'm only happy when it There's Alina Haba right now, looking great, dressed in pink, tan, looking very good on Fox and Friends with Brian Ainsley and Ducey, and she's going to join us in about 30 minutes at 8.40 this morning, Trump attorney Alina Haba. We've got a whole bunch of great guests stopping by, Alina coming up at 8.40, Dr. Mark Siegel coming up at 9.10, and Roger Stone, who's been killing it here on Sundays. He'll be on at uh, 9.25. But I told you I was perusing Instagram yesterday morning before I went to the beach. And, um, you know, a lot of stuff about Trump, obviously. And, you know, if you come to get me, I'm going to get you. And the story about the protective order right now, the DOJ requesting. They want a protective order by 5 o'clock today. And all that Trump stuff, Jack Smith, and that fourth indictment coming any second now from Georgia. A lot of that, right? And a lot of sports news, too, obviously. Saturday was Hall of Fame Day in Canton. Joe Klecko, Jet, the Rivas, Jet, Rondé Barber, Tiki's brother, all got in. But then I came across Lee Zeldin's account. You guys know how much I love and respect Lee Zeldin. An amazing, not good, but amazing politician out of Suffolk County, Long Island, for so many years. Then he jumped into the governor's race, had to take on three tough men, Andrew Giuliani, Rob Astorino, Harry Wilson, beat them all. And then ran a great, great race against that witch, who's the governor of New York, that just uh, just awful wench, Kathy Hochul. And he lost, but he, he ran a great race. And in the one debate they did participate in, he kicked her ass all over the TV screen. Wasn't even close. So now the world awaits, what will Lee Zeldin do next? So I'm on Lee Zeldin's Instagram account, and what do I see? He's talking about the women's soccer team. And I loved it. Because as we've said a bunch of times this morning, outside of five players, Dennis Rodman's daughter, Zach Ertz, big-time NFL tight end, his wife, Julie, Captain Alex Morgan, and two others, nobody on that team sang the national anthem, led by Megan Rapinoe, one of the biggest America haters in the history of professional sport. I, for one, was happy they lost. And it seems like so was Lee Zeldin. So with that said, here he is. Lee Zeldin. Lee, good morning. How are you, buddy? Hey, good morning, Sid. It's great to be with you. Great to have you, too. Did I characterize that properly? It seemed to me from your Instagram account, much like me and my guys here in the studio this morning, you were celebrating an American loss. 
Well, listen, whenever you see an American sports team on the international stage playing other countries, you want to be able to root passionately for that team. But what really sets back those Patriots who who want to be able to root for that team is when the team members themselves are taking on an attitude that is turning against their own country. I mean, that almost, in in some respects, makes some of the players worse than some of the players playing for other countries. You know, it's almost worse than one of your own taking on your own country with with the attacks that you see from uh, the top, really, with the captain. What I posted yesterday is a pick of the team, a headline about them coming up short. And I was thinking maybe we should have taken – the captain's advice. She wanted to replace women on the team with men who are identifying as women, and maybe that would have possibly upgraded the talent enough where they would have won. Maybe we should have replaced the captain. Uh, that probably also would have gotten more Americans rooting for the team. It is sad. You know, again, they were looking at three-peat, and I, for one, I'm all for the women's soccer team making as much as men. I mean, obviously, NBA, no other major sports, tennis, I'm okay with it, golf, maybe. But soccer, the truth is the women have been much better. I know they don't draw and all that, but they've been better. I can't even tell you a couple of men on those teams the last couple of years, maybe two, Landon Donovan and Tim Howard, that's it. But dating all the way back to the Mia Hamm teams, the women have been great, and they do win. They do win. So I'm okay with that. When Megan Rapinoe is interviewed after the loss yesterday, instead of crying about this loss, all she talked about was, well, I got equal pay. Not exactly the quote you want to hear right after a very difficult loss. Am I right? Oh, listen, spot on. If you are playing for a U.S. national team, just like all the other players out there playing for their own country, I believe that there's that reflection of what kind of a country do I live in? Am I proud of the country that I have today or am I not? Uh, do I believe that I live in a great nation? So like if you're out there playing for the, the soccer team in Iran and you have an issue with the Iranian government, you know, abusing women and, you know, in, in the worst ways imaginable, listen, I understand if you're going to take that type of an exception on the global stage, hey, that's, you know, more power to you. Uh, that's something that we can get behind even if you don't live in the country. But if you are playing for the greatest country in the history of the world, the most exceptional nation ever, this is my opinion. Obviously, it's not shared by Rapino or Rapino or however you pronounce her name. <laughs> Then listen, it's just it is a different view of of a nation. I believe is a, a great republic with a constitution, freedoms, liberties, a flag, values that should be uh, admired. They are fought for. They are defended. People die in defense of, and that's something that I would want to see our teams celebrating on the global stage. If you want to make our country better. That's part of what makes our nation great. But you don't do it on the global stage where you're embarrassing yourself, you're embarrassing our country, 
you're making it seem like we are not a United States. And you know, it happens as a result. We end up not being a United States because of this divide, because of the people who are trying to tear us apart. We should aspire to be a more perfect union, absolutely, and regardless of your ideology or politics. But you don't end up transitioning that into something on the global stage where it seems like you hate our country. Uh, and then it really seems like maybe we aren't a nation that has – freedom and and liberty and values that should be uh, aspired to and emulated around the world. Maybe we aren't the greatest nation in the world when you're watching from abroad and you're seeing how our own players are acting with this honor of of representing us on the world stage. So it's it's offensive for a lot of Americans and and truly offensive for all the right reasons. Well said. And take it from a guy that served this country proudly and still does. Every couple of weeks, I try, try to call Lee, and he's away somewhere with the Army, the Reserves. Lee Zeldin, National Treasure hero, here with us this morning. So, Lee, you're an attorney, too. I want to get to uh, Suffolk County. But before I do that, the migrant crisis, now about 100,000 large. I was on Lawrence Jones' show on Fox News on Saturday night. And you bet I place the blame with Eric Adams. I want to hear he's trying. He's trying. It can't be a sanctuary city. You can't welcome them in and say, I'm going to be very nice to you, and then decide months later there's no more room at the inn. He doesn't call out Biden. He doesn't call out Mayorkas. doesn't talk about the issue at the border. So to me, he's partly to blame, along with other people, too. Don't get me wrong. He's not alone. It starts in D.C., but it ends right here with the mayor himself. Your thoughts? If you are the mayor of the city of New York, you are, you are the governor of New York, you are the president of the United States, it doesn't matter what party you are in, your, your personal loyalties, your political loyalties are not excuses to avoid the obvious answer that is right in front of us of how you actually solve it. Is it about more money? No, absolutely not. Is it about more perks and rewards and incentives? Totally counterproductive. Absolutely not. And by the way, those the are the only. Those is. are the only. To stop you for a second, those are the only two things. Especially the first one, you ever hear from Eric Adams. He never says, "I have a solution." Other than, "I need money from the quote unquote federal government, not Biden," and he's never going to get it. Every single elected official of any party, every anywhere in this country, whether you are the mayor of the, the city of New York, you're the mayor of some other city elsewhere, you're a governor of New York governor of any other state elsewhere, we all need to be calling on President Biden, the White House, the Biden administration to secure our border. And you need to put pressure on them. You need to let them know that we understand what this issue is. You put the blame on the person who is in the best position to actually fix it. No excuses. You should go to the border yourself. You should listen to the people on the ground. You should hear their feedback. And you should be pursuing solutions. Finish construction of the border wall. End catch and release. Enforce the Remain in Mexico policy. Support our Customs and Border Patrol agents. We know what needs to get done. Stop incentivizing and rewarding illegal entry. The policy solutions, the specific ways that you actually solve this crisis are all within the power of the President of the United States, Joe Biden. And anything that you do that comes short of calling out this president and calling on him to pursue the specific things that will actually secure our border is coming up short. It is failing. It is not leading. It is easy to go after the other party, 
it's harder when you're going after your own party. Maybe it's even a president you support. Maybe you calculate there might be some political fallback. It might hurt you with your own selfish political pursuits. It doesn't freaking matter. It is what you have to do to do your job to represent your people. It's an economic strain. A healthcare strain is a is a public safety strain, a transportation strain. This is going to get worse, not better, until they successfully pick up the phone, call these folks out publicly, telling anyone in a position in the Biden administration to get off their asses and secure our southern border. Well said. Exactly how I feel. Lee Zeldin, the man, we only pray that he gets back into politics sooner than later. If you've had an accident, trust Gabo Law, personal injury and medical malpractice attorneys with decades of experience who will provide the attention you deserve and deliver the best possible results in the shortest amount of time. Gabo Law has recovered millions for their clients and will be able to help you. But don't take our word for it. Read all of their five-star reviews from former clients on Google, Avo, and Facebook. Call Gabo Law today at 800-560-0214 for a free consultation or email at Info at GoboLaw.com. Gobble Law, where winning is no accident. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Leah, I want to ask you about Suffolk County. Ray Tierney, the DA, fine job he's doing. Rodney Harrison, the police commissioner on this Rex Yorman case. You're a guy, surely Long Island, Suffolk County. What's the last couple of months been like? I think it's amazing uh, the leadership that we've seen over the course of the last couple of years, the last year and a half uh, working on this case. Uh, the district attorney in Suffolk, uh, Ray Tierney, the Suffolk County Police Commissioner, the different levels of government, federal, state, local, all working together. They're not competing. This isn't a turf war. They're all just sharing intel, doing great work together. This is the government working. And and not just cracking down on this one case, uh, bringing uh, a suspect forward on, on a murder charge for three of the individuals, but I also saw the news over the course of the last couple of days that they just identified Jane Doe, number seven, who was murdered uh, in like 27 years ago. Uh, so that's amazing that, you know, for that family, that they're able to now be that much closer to closure for what they are struggling with. So this not only uh, gives hope for that closure that's needed for the families of these three, but the good work that they're doing is really helping the families of far more. 
Uh, and and to get this guy off of the street, he's going to have his day in court. If he you know, doesn't plead, there'll be a trial. Uh, but it seems like they've really done good work to put a bunch of evidence together, and it looks like they have a strong case. 60 seconds to go, Lee. Again, you are an attorney. Uh, you look at the charges, uh, the third charges, I should say, the third indictment brought against Donald Trump uh, here by Jack Smith. I think it's a joke. I don't care what Mike Pence says. It doesn't say they got nothing. Yes, the second one may have some teeth. The documents, this has nothing. To me, this is on the same level as the initial Alvin Bragg indictment in New York City. But I'm not a lawyer. You are. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, listen, it's it's clear as day that this Biden donor who's prosecuting the case in front of the Obama donor judge trying to go after President Biden's main political opponent, like we're living in a third world country, banana republic, uh, it's all shady out of the gate. Before you even start reading the indictment, when you start talking about the players and you and you're aware that President Biden is, you know, was putting pressure on the attorney general to prosecute his political opponent. Now you've already you're already a bit skeptical. It's like, okay, well, now I'll read the indictment. They are prosecuting President Trump for, you know, criminalizing First Amendment free speech. If you're saying that in the United States of America that you're not even uh, you know allowed to have your own thought, you're not allowed to after an election even question results. And you're going to end up eroding faith and trust in elections further. You're going to tearing our country apart even further. You can't just have an, an election. I mean, they they might do this, you know, in in plenty of other countries that have fallen apart around the world, where you have an election and then the people in power tell you, this is the result. No questions asked. No, I don't. I'm not listening. I don't care what you're saying. And then if you say something after that. It says, well, what about this? Nope, illegal. We're throwing you in prison for 300 years. That's <laughs> crazy. So, like, it, this, is not, this is not good at all. It's going to result, by the way, in President Trump becoming stronger in the Republican Party primary. And, and I believe that for independent-minded people who are not happy with Joe Biden as, as president of the United States, they don't approve the job that he's doing. They're starting to think about, you know, January 2020. December 2019, right before COVID hit, our country was pretty darn strong back then. Our border was getting more secure. Our economy was getting better. A lot of things were going in the right direction. On the policy front, I think people would love to have President Trump back right right about now. There are people who may not be thrilled with some of the things he say says or the way he acts, but stuff like this might put him over the top. I think there are independent-minded people who see this out as a political prosecution. I hope you're right, and uh, I think I think you're right, and I hope you're right because we need Trump back badly. I know people yell and complain. This is the best we can do. These two eighty-year-old guys. Listen, it is what it is. And yes, Donald Trump is the best we can do. How do I know? He's done it once, and he was great, just like you, Lee. You're great, and no matter what you do next, you're going to be great. Keep coming back here, though. Another spectacular appearance, my dear friend. Thank you so much. Thanks, Sid. Take care. You're the best. Lee Zeldin right there joining us upset about the women's soccer team like we all are and opinions on a whole bunch of other stuff.